0: How's it going today guys? Hey, Paul. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Uh, how's it been going this week? It's good. We're diving more into
1: pro shop, uh, learning the more nuances of it, um, specifically with inspection. Because uh-huh. what we've been doing before is every single time one of us is machining we'll like, inspect it and then if someone else is inspecting it, we'll hit the same measurements again. So that's obviously really redundant. Sure. And then I'll share what we've been working on. This is just like testing it out for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, top 15, hard check info. So now oh, just nice. throwing like the basic dimensions of what we're working on and just gonna work on
0: actually putting in training to
1: get everyone up to date on this.
0: Yeah, good. And it looks like, um, I'm gonna annotate here. It looks like you've also learned the trick about uh, manufacturing dimensions that you don't want to report to the customer?
1: That one's awesome.
0: We had, uh,
1: I think, Rick on with Kevin
0: and he just briefly mentioned like,
1: wait, wait, go back. And then we went over that because especially anodizing, whatever, finishing, we're always doing the math like 20 times, double, triple checking, like, wait, is it inside diameter? We have to go bigger, outside diameter, we have to go smaller. So instead of that, yeah. now it's just all here. We can have it there, so in process we can have it. Um, so we don't have to worry about when we're doing it. Actually, let me pull our check master. Perfect. So we can have it where if this dimension op fifty is the preplate, so it's supposed to be twenty three millimeter diameter. Then we can have op two thousand, which should be here about it didn't carry over. It's going to be. Twenty-three millimeter, and then exactly, that's right. the final and inspections,
0: that's, and that's the one you report to your client. Yep, yeah,
1: exactly. So that's awesome.
0: Excited for yeah, me. super cool. And have you played around yet with adding any like like image uh, reference? That's more like if you're in a production mode and you're really like your, your 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 operator, you're like this is exactly how to check this feature. Like you know, if you're on a height gauge, it's like from this surface to this surface or whatever. You could take a picture of that, throw it right there. And uh, and then make it really clear to them exactly you know what uh, what to inspect and how to do it. So yeah,
1: once we start getting to mm-hmm. bigger runs or jobs that sure. we do more often, we'll definitely yeah. start filling that in. And I see you, you
0: like the the ad, I see you have the add. I see you have the add file as well, so you can add yeah your vision system report right in there if you want to as an attachment, and that'll store it right with the job. Cool, right on. And now our um, I see you have generic equipment here. Um, do you ever have the need to have a specific gauge that's traceable to, uh, uh, you know, a, like a specific specialized piece of equipment you have in your shop?
1: Most of the time, we're always typing in the serial number and whatever four gauge or mic we're using. So we definitely do need to do that.
0: Do you know how to put it in here so it defaults to that special piece of equipment and links it to the equipment module?
1: I heard you could do that, but I don't know how to do that. Yet. We'll
0: hit the checkout button for a second. Do you have a, a mic or a board gauge or something that you know the number of?
1: It's a PGO01? It's not going to be zero. on there. All right, let's try this. Sure. PGO01. If this isn't it, we'll go and find one. Okay. Oh, that's it. So close. Extra zero. Check out.
0: So paste it. Re- hit return. Hit return. Yep. So yeah, now you see that's a hyperlink. So if you mouse over that, everyone will be able to see it's connected to the equipment module. You got all your details, and then that of course traces it right back to that piece of equipment. Do you have that thing calibrated with a cert already attached to it? Uh,
1: we do have a cert attached to it because it's we got it like a month or two ago. So
0: okay, so yeah, that that so therefore, if and when you go for ISO or AS, you're going to show the auditor here's the cert for that gauge that we used on this job and it's fully traceable to Nest with a couple of clicks.
2: That's awesome.
1: Okay, yeah. sweet.
0: So, otters love yeah, that Awesome, and uh, um, cool. That's that's really good learning. Uh, what else What else you got going on?
1: So, going through and creating more parts now using ProShop. It's been, at first it was a little slow because I didn't know fully what I was doing and sure. making some mistakes and having to go back. But now it's so much quicker because I'll just create the part, and if I know it needs finishing, or if I know what material I have to use, if it's off our shelf, so a COTS item, yep. I'll just immediately create a bomb, throw it on, so it already has it all linked. The certs already there attached. Yeah. And then if I have a finishing, I can just immediately go in create uh the finishing um. Up and then type in all my values and where it's going and all that, and then get a quote. And when they get back to me, create a PO right from there. So
0: it's definitely a lot quicker now. So um, on the on the finishing, uh, are you pulling it from a drop down list, or are you typing in what you uh, what what's on that particular part number? Or something somebody... there is a
1: drop down list, and I'll type in the first couple numbers or letters, and if it's there, I'll click. If it isn't, I'll just paste it in.
0: If it's a like a new spec that's not that you haven't had before on the on your list. Correct. So let's let's pull up if you have one of those, let's pull that up. And uh
1: perfect. Uh, I'm gonna do this actually.
0: That's the purchasing history. Yeah, that little icon there, by the way. Um so if you hit the checkout button and say the mill spec field there. So you're saying if you start typing something, of course, it'll start filtering as you type. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a mill spec that is not on this list, but it, you think it's gonna be common enough that you want it on your list, you can add that to the list. Has Kevin showed you how to do that yet?
1: I don't think we've gone to that yet.
0: It'll sneak peek. Sure, well, let's go ahead and show you real quick. Uh, hit save and go up to the parts menu Right at the top there, and go down to preferences, and then uh, go either to attribute prefs or we'll actually be looking for mill spec, um, which you can just browse for, or you can hit Control F and search for. Oh, you missed your you missed your M. Okay, now you got six six of them. Click down a couple times. There we go, that one right, right up. I think that's the one. Yeah, I think that's the one. So click that. Now scroll to the bottom and you see that big list there. Yep, you got it. So if you, basically what we're looking at here is the list of options that are currently on that dropdown list. And you'll notice that there's a milspec comp separated by a semicolon and then there'll be another one. And sometimes there's a space between them that gives you just the ability to kind of group, maybe hard anodizes or or cosmetic or films or whatever. Um, So basically you can, if you have a new spec you don't have on your list, put it in here and it's in the order you see it here. So the cosmetic per mil a 8625, that's at the top and the ASTM 8967 is at the bottom. So put it wherever you want. Um, just make sure you put a semicolon uh, and then it'll be on your drop down list forevermore.
1: That's awesome. That'll okay. save you so, from
0: yeah. typing it in over and over again. Yeah, now,
1: definitely.
0: so, so that, um, so that is a great way to have a, a standard mill spec that is, you know, something you want to be able to just select from a list. Occasionally, and I'm sure in in the future, as you get into doing more repeat jobs and maybe more um, and maybe already do this, but jobs where you have like multiple processes and really complicated specs at our at our old shop, we did a bunch of um, we did you know, lots of parts that had really complicated finishing. One of them in particular was a was the uh, a door hinge for the 787. So when you walk through the door of the 787 and you look on the sides, you'll see hinges, the hinge side and then then the lock side. And we made a lot of those parts and they had like 20 different outside processing steps, like super complicated. If you were gonna try to type that in, it would take you half an hour and you might have a typo and get it wrong. And then that screws up with the vendor and your customer and all that. So we came up with a way um, to copy those. Just give me a second. I'll pull up my demo system and show you. And so basically, uh, there's my share screen. Oh my God, stop my annotation, share screen. So, is that coming across? Yeah. Okay. So we just basically made this part that we called op, OP or OP, outside process. And you can see here we have a ton of really complicated outside processes and they are associated with individual operations right so like this one here door latch full paint spec so if we click into this and i open up my outside process you can see like this is all the things we actually had to do to each each piece right it, which was crazy you know there's all these all these chem film you know anodizes and hard anodize and 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 primers and top coats and clear coats and masking of different, there was yellow and green and black and white, and there was all sorts of crazy stuff. And we don't, we definitely do not want to type this in, but if we had, so there's an ability to create, to basically copy an operation or overwrite an an operation on, on one part with an operation from another part. So because we had this thing called OP that we just has as our template, if we go to another part number, so let's say this one here, um, and we have an external process, but there's no there's no details to it. I can come right up here, and I can overwrite this op, and I'll use um, I'll use this operation basically, and that's uh, has the prefix, uh, and it's op sixty. So if I hit submit here uh let's see i did that wrong what did i let me grab this top 60. To type. so now without having to type all that in all of that detail that was from that other op is now in this part number that's cool and so yeah. When you have the situation where you have something more than just a single couple dropdowns and you don't want to add it to your list because you don't want it. You obviously don't want to have this on your drop down list. Right. It's, it's rare enough that you don't want it cluttering up your drop down list, but you also don't want to type it in on the on the occasion you need to, to do that. So that's one way. Now, the other way, of course, is um, just copying a part. So if you have a part number that uh, you know has, so there's all my stuff that I didn't, that wasn't there a few minutes ago, and I didn't have to type any of it in. Um, if you have a part that you, you, you're getting a, maybe you're getting a family of parts and you're, you're getting the dash two version, and it's basically the same, except the geometry is a little different. We can just come right up here and copy it. Um, now, if you, and it'll, you know, it'll basically clone everything. Um, and you'll be able to put the new part number in and uh, the new name, whatever. And so that's a great way to also do make parts really fast. And then additionally to that, if you start having, let's say, a bunch of different parts like that, you could take one of those and turn it into a template and then put it into your template menu. So it's always there and available for you to copy really easily and make a new part in the future. And then, on top of that, as you start doing more parts that are not from Zometry and you're quoting them and estimating them yourself from scratch, the same exact process is true here in the template menu for for estimates. So um, you can you can build categories. This demo system has way too many categories to be realistic, but. Um, but let's say you have five-axis prototype, and you have you know a part. You have a template with two ops, two operations, and one outside process made out of aluminum or titanium. So you could start with that template, you know, copy that, and then you're you've you've done eighty percent of the work, and you just tweak the very vari- tweak the differences, the mach- the setup times, the run times, maybe you know what the what the finishing is, and you can use these in combination. So you could start with an estimating template for aluminum, copy that right? But instead of like filling this in by typing it in, you could then copy, you know, from from one of your templates here, just the operation, just the outside process operation and fill that in with great amount of detail, all, you know, where you you've you've made this detailed estimate in just a few minutes time, but it's now totally set up, dialed in. It's going to flow through the shop super well. Everything's going to be perfect. You're not going to have typos. You're not going to spend a bunch of time doing stuff. Um, anyway, so that's a little bit long-winded, but um, some advanced stuff that you can, you know, start to, to dig into as you just get more and more familiar and faster with using the system.
1: No, definitely. That's awesome. Especially because what I think of too, and I see that is instead of me needing to keep the information in my head of like who we send it out to, or what our standards are and norms are, it's already defined in Co-shop. So now it's not reliant on me or reliant on any one person. We eliminate that tribal knowledge and just like, Oh, look, it's already
2: here. Great for you to see smooth and effortless, which is ideal and what we want. That's awesome. A couple months ago, we started doing that with our cam. Uh, so in fusion 360, they have like templates. So you can store like your feeds and speeds for different yeah. tools. Um, and that's been great because that way, like the feeds and speeds knowledge is out of our head and on paper. And we don't have to remember all that. And this is really similar yeah oh, so we're kind of using that that's awesome
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's it's all about yeah building process, getting it out of people's heads, making it standardized all those doing all those things just incrementally you know, and you guys are all about lean and getting rid of waste, right um just builds and builds efficiency and profitability and you know, better processes. And you guys can also, you know, go on vacation for a couple of days and not have the shop come to a grinding halt because people know what to do and can just follow the systems you've built.
2: Definitely the goal.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, good stuff, guys. Um, Yeah. Thanks for sharing all this. I'm sure people will uh, find some gems from it and some some, uh, inspiration from what you're doing. And uh, look forward to talking to you next time.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to start. Have a great
0: long weekend.
1: Thank oh, you and guys. by the way, I don't
0: know if you're, I saw on LinkedIn, you have a spot with a new machine and you put a banana for scale. There were some really funny comments, including a pinball machine. Are you t- saying <laughs> yet what you're getting or is it still a secret? Uh,
2: we got a Datron Neo, um, which is a kind of unique CNC machine. So it's it's meant for like plate work. Um, so uh-huh. now we won't struggle trouble with like really flat parts anymore. Um, should be here next week. What's the spin up up to? It's like 40,000 rpm so 40, it's meant like really, really small details and stuff so perfect wow. for do.
0: that is super cool so quick question it just i was at a, a shop a few days ago jo- joseph alonzo and he used to work at microsoft and i contracted there for a little bit in between um and they had a bunch of datrons and he was saying that you can like if you have a, a a plate um he was talking about like acrylic they made a lot of acrylic parts an acrylic sheet is notoriously variable in its thickness. You can probe the whole surface, and then it will adjust all your G-code so your depths are perfect across the entire sheet. Does your, will your machine be able to do that?
2: I guess it should be able to. Um, probe... I've never used the Datron control, so I think it's going to be we a did... whole lot of awesome surprises. We jump into stuff we think is valuable not knowing how to use it, so this right. is just
1: part of the course for us. Uh, the probe is cool because it's pretty much a big iPad for, right. for control and you yeah. just like draw where you want it to be and then the probe will come and like hit your X and Y and from the <laughs> videos I've seen you can like say go every three inches or whatever and it will all adjust it so we're super excited to play with that.
0: Have you, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Joseph would be more than happy to give you some tips if, if you're connected with him or not. He's from Novomoto Machine, new new shop out here in Washington
2: is that the one where you just took the picture in front of his firmly
0: yes that's the guy
2: okay yeah i just i saw that on instagram so i went and followed him yesterday
0: yeah yeah if you when you get it and you you know definitely reach out to him he's a super cool guy i'm sure he'd be happy to give you some tips awesome guys well thanks again uh and yeah have a long great weekend and we'll talk to you soon sounds good thank paul. you paul